Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 317. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, hello, hello. And Craig, just kidding. Uh, we are recording on a new platform uh, today, so hopefully it sounds uh, good. Uh, we're uh, figuring this out as we go here, but... Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. i uh, got some good stuff to get to today. Get things off with the NBA. Yeah, uh, the NBA has about, uh, about what, like seven or so games left, and uh, <clears throat> it's really starting to heat up. But one of the recent stories I've been noticing in the NBA comes from the Western Conference where the Dallas Mavericks are struggling. They have dipped from they were about sixth i feel like last week when we recorded this or at least around that and they are now 11 that means they are on the outside looking in and as we remember they got kyrie irving and they have not done well with luca and kyrie together luca is visibly unhappy he uh recently i think he it was played yesterday but he was he missed the game yesterday because due to a suspension i think has it happened yet i think because I know he got, he's going to get suspended for a game because he got his 16th technical. I know Dallas won yesterday. And uh, I don't know, Luka did play, which means he's probably appealing the suspension, which might be foolish because then that means he might get the suspension on a key game with like two games left. But that's nor here nor there. Point is, is that they're not playing well as a team. They're struggling. Uh, Luka clearly is not happy with uh, how they've been playing. And I mean, as we as we all know, wherever Kyrie goes, it seems like he causes issues. I'm not saying this is his fault, but I don't know what uh what do you have to say about it with uh, Dallas's uh, little downfall here? Well, I don't like them, so I'm, I'm happy to see. Oh it, yeah, but, but what uh, are your what do you think the reasoning is? Andy's been wishing this on them ever just, since. Yeah, they're just not that talented of a team. I think well, I agree. Kyrie and Luca shouldn't be together. You should have Luca and a guy who does a lot of different things or Kyrie and a guy who does a lot of different yeah, things, but they're both scorers. So what this is showing is Luca can't play with another scoring superstar. He, uh, I think you're right. He needs like a, a good player. That's well, a good still sidekick. Have a, someone who could score, but it's like maybe like, a I mean, Jeremy Grant or something like that. Nah, I mean, you can do even better than that. I think he would be good with like a Kawhi Leonard. I think that would work. A Chris but, Middleton. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, maybe. But uh, yeah, anyway, and then another team in the West, I just wanted to bring up really quick, the LA Lakers, who are now sitting in the nine spot. But the reason I wanted to bring this them up was because LeBron James came back on Sunday and he came in off the bench. And I didn't know he was playing that day until a buddy of mine texted me and said, oh, LeBron's playing. And I literally said, that's not good. I said, LeBron's going to come in and fuck things up. And sure enough. As six-point favorites, they lose outright by 10 points at home to the Chicago Bulls. And the one thing I wanted to point out that I noticed watching that game was the team just doesn't seem as good of a team-fluid rhythm when LeBron's back. It's almost like they're afraid to take certain shots because the ball needs to go to him. And I don't know. I don't like it. I like the Lakers better without LeBron and letting it revolve around Anthony Davis and then let the other guys do their stuff, you know, see the fun games where Reeves scores. 25 points and Malik Beasley has seven threes in the first half and the team's having fun and they're, they brought themselves back, you know, but, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, 
<clears throat> Do you have any uh, NBA thoughts here with uh, how uh, it's going with about uh, about six, seven games to go? <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, Utah's now lost four in a row, and kind of they're they're going to fall out of it here. Uh, Minnesota got back Chance uh, Fair player <clears throat> Carl Towns. And they won four in a row, including a, a road victory in Golden State. And Golden State, we talked about, they don't lose at home. Thirty and eight this season at home. Yeah, and uh, the New only Orleans. NBA athlete to have never left the ground. New Orleans, uh, with such a disappointing season, has now won five in a row, including a, a awful game against the Clippers, where they went crazy from three. Um, but yeah, they they look good even without Zion right now. So, um, yeah, how many games do we have left? Not that many, right? Uh, six or eight or something. Let me see. Yeah, most of those eight, teams look like they have about uh, six or seven three, left. Four, six games left. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. There's going to be a lot of drama. You think if the Lakers are going to be in like the last game needing to win that, you know, well, uh, the NBA Lakers have a be... difficult schedule to end it because they play the Bulls on the road. They, they play Minnesota. They go on a five game road trip right now at Chicago, at Minnesota, at Houston, at Utah, and then at the Clippers. So, I mean, they do come back to LA and then home against Phoenix, home against Utah. Yeah. And that's a tough stretch, a really tough stretch because so, so Utah won't be trying that last game. But Utah is always a tough be. place to play. And yeah. Utah, unless it's Kobe's last game, and they let you. Well, score. that was at home, though. Yeah, Utah. I'm saying in Utah is this a is, tough place to well, play. Well, this is. I'm saying this last game. Oh, the last home. game. Oh, the last game. Yeah, they should pounce on Utah there. But Phoenix, the game before is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. The Clippers will be tough. Houston, they need to win. I mean, they, they honestly need to go into Chicago tomorrow and win. Yeah, uh, we did have a few more teams uh, clinch their over under. So we'll give a little update on that. Uh, Tony's twelve and ten. I'm thirteen and nine. And Sean's eleven and eleven. Ooh, so, very, uh, anyway, so that leaves us with what about eight or ten teams eight, left? Eight teams left. Uh, you are going to beat me according Ooh. to the projection, most likely. But things can change. Uh, Celtics and Sixers will likely go over, and you said over. I said under. Ooh. And then what I about picked, Sean? Can he sneak up anywhere? I don't think so. Oh, oh you better Sean. believe it. <laughs> uh, I have these last three teams here. I said over, and I think they're all going to go under. They all. We lose one more game. Oh. Uh, New Orleans, Spurs, and Rockets. I went. I said, "Oh, there's over unders on those Spurs and Rockets are so low. I'll just go over, and oh, you know, okay. they're not going to get that most likely." So, hasn't been clinched yet. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing in the NBA I want to talk about was just the uh, whatever, what whatever team it was. The Nets we did announce Ben Simmons will not be back at all this season, which is just just sucks. Like, what is wrong with this? this yeah, Brooklyn's just been sad the last few years. Um, yeah, I mean Brooklyn. They're they're not they haven't been good. They're three and seven in the last ten, but like they've hung around here. Um, but it's just really disappointing that that's what they've gotten out of Ben Simmons. They're paying them a ton of money too. Like what a, what incredible deal he got. It is sad. Sad, sad, sad. <clears throat> so is that uh it for our NBA chatter then? Move over to March Madness. Yeah, and uh, it has been maybe the most mad of all mad seasons. Even the Mad Hattern would be like. This is a little too mad for me. And uh, so do you want to go over the uh, Sweet 16 and Elite Eight where we left off, or do you want to just get into the meat and potatoes? I mean, I do want to talk about at talk least about one of games, the yeah. Sweet 16 games. Gonzaga-UCLA, which was a That very, was the game we noted. It, it was going to be the part, the premier game, and, and it, maybe it was. There were some other great games, too, this round. But, uh, you know, you kind of get a bad feeling when your team goes up early. Uh, that's what UCLA did. I think they had a 15-point lead at one point. Yeah, it's they like, were up about 13 at halftime, I believe. What's going to happen here, um, especially because how thin UCLA was. So so Bona, the, the center, did not end up playing. So he did play in the second-round game, did not play here in the third-round game. 
Um, UCLA was really thin, like a seven-man rotation, and they died in the second half. They could not score. I think it was 12 minutes without a field goal. I think they had like a couple free throws maybe. But, yeah, it went from, you know, double-digit lead to double-digit deficit. And it was just – in it. And the, what I was so disappointed about was that we – it was like this was supposed to be a good game, and now we just have the shit ending. UCLA's down by double digits. They're not going to do anything. Um, but they surprised me. They surprised us all. They went on a great run to end the game, and we had a really entertaining final couple minutes there, uh, ending in another devastating uh, 40-foot shot from, from a Gonzaga guard for – from three, just kind of incredible for that to happen. Two, oh, yeah. two out of three years, uh, a miracle three pointer to that was a, win the game for Gonzaga. And everybody was like, "Why did he pull up there?" Because he had time. Yeah. He shot that with like eight seconds left. Incredible, great game. Maybe one you practice right there. It was. They did say in the, in post game said they they knew he could shoot that, and they've practiced that play, knowing that teams won't jump out on the shooter <clears> and that they'll get an that's open crazy. Look. But yeah, it's an open look from nearly forty feet. So yeah, that's why. Yeah, and then uh, the team that just Florida, – Florida Atlantic kept winning. They beat Tennessee in the Sweet 16, and then they go and they beat Kansas State in the Elite Eight. So Florida Atlantic is in the Final Four for the first time, obviously, ever. Eight, the other exciting team that I don't think any of us thought this would even come close to happening. And San Diego State takes out Alabama, and then they take out Creighton with a – some would say a controversial foul there at the end of the game, but – uh. I don't know, Andy, you saw. What did you think? Did you think that was a foul or not? Or if so, was it a – you think it's a tough time to call it there? Or do you have yeah. to call it there because a foul is a foul? I mean, what did you see there? So you would think I would have saw this game. But uh, I made the mistake of going, okay, the Saturday games are – we're at 3.30 and 6 o'clock. And so will the Sunday games. So, yes, I'll buy that ticket for John Wick at 10 in the morning. Didn't Then I realized, oh, shit. So I missed this game. Okay, well um, – But, yeah, I know you're talking about with the fouls – they call it in college. I think NBA will let things go. In college, they'll they'll let you win a game at the free throw line. And yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it's a, a foul's a foul. Like if you're going to call that foul with four and a half minutes to go in the first half, then you got to call that foul with one second to go in the game. I mean, it's it's a foul. I mean, it prevents him from being able to score. And he did have his hand his hand on his on his hip and stuff, and was pushing him and. You know, he, he did enough. And then, as we know, he missed the first, made the second, and left 1.1 seconds on the clock. And Creighton tried to throw a Hail Mary pass that uh, ended up hitting a couple players and went out of bounds, and that was it. San Diego State going to the Final Four against Florida Atlantic, and it's wild to think that who would have ever thought that San Diego State or Florida Atlantic, one of those teams is going to be in the championship. And we did talk about that this was going to be a season where things could be random, and wow, they're random, all right. And then on the other side, yeah, well, I think it is important to say after the Sweet 16, no one seeds were left. Yeah, that and only one two seed was left. Yeah, Texas and Texas got to the Elite Eight, where they lost to Miami, who will be playing UConn, and we should know UConn looks absolutely dominant. UConn beat Arkansas 88-65 in the Sweet 16, and then they went and embarrassed Gonzaga 82 to 54 in the Elite Eight. UConn has now won every single game so far in this tournament by at least 15 points, and they are just pure domination right now. Yeah, you got to give uh, Rick Pitino credit. Uh, I don't know if you uh, remember this, but they played uh, UConn played Iona in the first round. Pitino mm-hmm. was coach I- Iona, um, has since become the St. John's coach. But after the game, he told uh, Danny Hurley there, he said, "Go win a championship." 
this team's good enough to win the championship, go win the championship. And it's like, that's a little weird. Like you're a four seed, like don't get all high on them, but like, no, he was right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Patino's seen some things, you yeah. know, he coached Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker back on the Celtics. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, interesting he final four. Montrez Harrell too. What a, I mean, I think right now the obvious team to say is that UConn's might as should win this whole thing. But what? Yeah, what do you as think? we say that it won't happen because that's. Oh uh, yeah, no. My, uh, Miami's a greedy team too. You can't count Miami out. And I mean, fuck. I honestly, I don't know what to believe. I don't even want to make a prediction. I think what I'll just say is I want San Diego State just because they're local. They're the most local. They're at least Southern California. So I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. I'll cheer for San Diego State. <laughs> Yeah, I said it before that they're the first Cal State school to make a Final Four. I think um, there's not that many Cal States that are in Division One basketball, but there are a few. We got yeah, Fresno we got, State. We got uh, Fullerton makes the tournament Cal, every so often. Cal Long State, Beach, Irvine. Uh, that's UC. So UC. What I say? UC <laughs> Irvine is is okay. a UC school. So that's like UCLA, uh, Berkeley. Those so those two are the bigger schools, but San, uh, the Cal State system. Okay, isn't there a Cal State Dominguez? There is. They they're not a Division One team. Well, that, that, doesn't, they that doesn't mean they can't get here. Um, but uh, I went to two different Cal State schools, so yeah. I have a I have a personal connection. Um, also, maybe Kawhi Leonard will be very excited about his his team. I don't know if he said anything. I'm sure he hasn't. If he's even aware. He's, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's said anything in quite some time. Um. But it is cool that it is a, a and the thing is it's not like it's a miracle run out of nowhere. Who is this team? They've had some really good years over the last decade. Um, I think they were they were a one or a two seed in one of these tournaments pretty recently. Um, and I think I saw they were thirty and two the year COVID canceled the whole tournament. So um, they're a good they're a good program. So this is not a, a complete fluke. FAU though, maybe. And it is so crazy how you know FAU. I think it was. <clears throat> They were losing to Memphis, and they got like a game winner at the end, and it's just like, all right, it all works out for you. So, yes, it does. All right, what do we got? Uh, what do we got next? Um, <clears throat> hockey. Yeah, okay, hockey. yeah, hockey. I just wanted to uh, <clears throat> let us get on a quick, uh, quick standings update. So, uh, NHL has about uh, roughly seven to ten games left for each team, and uh, the East Coast is just absolutely insane. I mean, they've got a it's really going to be fun to watch. You got the the Boston Bruins leading the way with 119 points, and then the Carolina Hurricanes are the 2 seed with 103. Then you got the New Jersey Devils, then the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then you've got the New York Rangers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then you've got the Islanders Penguins finishing it out and uh Florida so right now, the first – so Boston has clinched. The Hurricanes have clinched. The Devils have clinched. The Maple Leafs have clinched, and the Rangers have clinched. So Tampa Bay is close with 90 points, being six points behind the Rangers. And then the two wildcard teams, this is where it's going to get fun. It's going to be a – I'm going to believe it's about to be a – it's going to be a three-team race here. you got the New York Islanders with 85 points sitting in the seventh seed. And then in the eighth seed with 82 points is the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have played two games fewer than the Islanders going into today. And then you got the Florida Panthers just barely on the outside looking in with 79 points, playing one game less than the Islanders, but one game more than the Penguins. And they have 79 points, like I said, three points behind Pittsburgh, six points behind the Islanders. And uh, it's going to be close. I don't believe Ottawa and Buffalo with 77 points can catch them, but... What is that fair to say if I think 
with Florida only being two points ahead of them. So you know what? I got to give credit where credit's due. Ottawa and Buffalo are only five points out. They have a chance. You know, they each have about eight games, six games left. Seven, or uh, Yeah, seven and eight games left. So they're going to have to get on a little run, which is possible, I guess. I mean, hey, you win out, you never know. But uh, I just don't think so. I think Florida is going to have to be the one. And what we got to note here, too, is Florida actually had the best record in the NHL last year, at least in the East. I don't remember. If, I don't know if they had the best overall record. Uh, but I know they had the best in the East last year. Yeah, 122 points. And they did have the best overall record last year, as our uh, stat man has just been able to show us, our uh, guy behind the computer, Craig. We don't really talk about him too much, but thank you, Craig. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the East. The East is going to be a very, very good playoff race. Like, I'm, I mean, in the actual playoffs is going to be a phenomenal because you're going to have insane matchups. And then you go to the West. Where uh, if Craig can pull up the playoff, oh, this is the playoff picture. My my fault, Craig. Thank you. Vegas Golden Knights lead the way with ninety eight points, and then the surprise here: the L.A. Kings, who haven't been relevant in a couple years, are sitting at the are uh, sitting with the uh, at ninety six points. But they would be the three seed, I believe, because I think they changed it now, where it goes the one the each winner of the divisions. So Minnesota Wild actually would I think have the two seed with. Uh, 95 points winning their division and then you play the division two and three play the division in the same division right yeah i honestly forget how the playoffs right. the kings go. would play the oilers because they're the two and three in the pacific <clears throat> that's how that work okay which is a kind of a bad draw but that's that's no you're right you're right and then uh you would have uh yeah then colorado sitting there with 94 points so it's it's all really close here minnesota's got 95 colorado 94 dallas 92 uh, Edmonton 93 and then on the outside looking in the Seattle Kraken 88 points and the Winnipeg Jets 85 points they're hanging on and just barely behind them we've got the Calgary Flames with 81 points and the Nashville Predators with 80 so uh, some must win games down the stretch here for uh, Nashville and Calgary if they want a chance and some must win games for Winnipeg to hang on to that Seattle's got a comfortable seven point lead they should be able to hold on They've had a good season this year. This has been their first good season as a franchise since I believe this is only their third year in existence. And uh, yeah, that's um, it's going to be a fun playoffs this year. It's going to be exciting on both sides. Uh, the strongest teams are definitely in the East. Uh, it's The Boston Bruins look just unstoppable, but you never know. The Colorado uh, Avalanche could get hot. So uh, just wanted to give everybody a quick little hockey update, you know, just for our hockey fans. But uh, I think now we're about to jump into the the meat and potatoes of this uh this podcast here. We're going to give you guys uh this Thursday, the March 30th, the MLB season comes back. The Anaheim Angels have uh already stepped foot in Anaheim the last couple nights and uh, I was actually invited to tonight's game, but I had work. I respectfully declined to give you guys the news you deserve. So uh here we go. We're going to give you guys our baseball preview, Andy and I and uh I guess if it will, are we going to do some over/unders? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got, and we can even we got. get Sean in here on the over-unders. If, if he wanted to. If he wanted to. Um, yeah. <laughs> so first, we'll just do a little uh, recap of the offseason, go through uh, the big signings here. We got a lot to to go through, but uh, maybe we won't do them all here. But yeah, The important, the really, uh, real important ones. Yeah, the top two free agents were Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa. They both resigned with their teams. Uh, but Correa went on a took, roller coaster yeah, ride. Took a path. He signed, <laughs> he signed, or he didn't sign any contracts, but he had two other commitments before turning to the Twins. Uh, Trey Turner left for the Phillies. Uh, Xander Bogarts left for the Padres. Danzy Swanson left left for the Cubs. Well, a lot of shortstops on the move. 
Uh, Carlos Rodon going to the Yankees. The Yankees spending a lot of money again. Jacob DeGrom leaving New York, uh, going to Texas, uh, and being replaced by Justin Verlander. So if you've forgotten that. Uh, Brandon Nimmo staying with uh, the Mets there. Uh, the Red Sox signing uh, Masataka Yoshida, uh, who is uh, in the World Baseball Classic. We had to congratulate Japan. That happened since yeah. uh, the last one. Um, he, won a, he won a World Baseball Classic. He's a... Uh, I believe an outfielder going to Boston there. Uh, Wilson Contreras to the Cubs going to the hated rivals of the Cardinals. Uh, the Mets signed a Kode Senga, um, Japanese pitcher. Ooh. So uh, add to that rotation. Did he play in the baseball classic? He m- probably did, but I don't, I don't remember. Um, Josh Bell, big hitter, going to the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Chris Bassett going to the Blue Jays. Um what are some of the other big ones I think worth noting here? Jose Abreu uh, going to the Houston Astros. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Definitely a big one. Uh, Taiwan Walker going to the Phillies. They were the World Series team last year. And he had a great season um, last year, maybe his best. So that's that's a big big signing there. Um, I, I know you're a Mitch Haniger guy, right? So, I am a Mitch Haniger guy. I was looking at that. And honestly, I was actually looking at the Mariners roster the other there. day. And I didn't see him. And I was like, oh, shit, why do they think they're going to be so good? But I've seen some people have a little bit of hype on the Giants, too. So I like Mitch Haniger. Yeah, so he's uh, there with the Giants. And then we got uh, Noah Syndergaard, who had the pleasure of throwing batting practice to the Angels yesterday. Yeah, he's uh, with the Dodgers now, which is uh, should be fun. He's a he's a big guy. He's good when he's at his yeah. when he's at when he's at his best. He he pitched well for the Phillies in the playoffs last year. Yeah, Kenley Jansen now with the Red Sox, so he's going to still be a closer there, signing for a lot yeah, of money. Well, but, whenever he gets the chance, um, that team's yeah. trash. Yeah, that's that's a part of it. He might want to just try to become a hitter. Um, Zach Eflin for the Rays. I, the reason I think this was notable is their biggest contract they've ever given out. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were about to say Zach Efron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Cody Bellinger, no longer with the Dodgers. He's now a Cub. Justin Turner, no longer with the Dodgers, now part of the Red Sox. So a lot of change with the Dodgers. So Because mm-hmm. um, there's Tyler Anderson also. The yeah, Angels. another one. Yeah, Tyler Anderson. It's a big signing for the Angels. The Angels might actually have a good rotation. I actually think – well. That's what I wanted to point out too is uh, Sandoval yeah. pitched very well for Team Mexico in the U.S. I mean, for, for, for Team Mexico in the tournament, he struck out Otani and Otani <clears throat> pitched well. I mean, we called it. He did face Trout in the ninth inning and to actually to end the game and struck him out. I mean, if Tyler Anderson's not bad, Reed Deadmers threw a no hitter last year, if I'm not mistaken. And then Matt Moore coming out of the bullpen. It's funny because I remember when Matt Moore first came up, like in 2012 or something. He was dominant. It's, you know, he was obviously been plagued with the injuries and it's a bummer to see. Carlos Estevez, does he come from the Rockies or where'd he come from? Because I know he's their closer. Oh, very good. Charlie Tony. Sheen. Very good. He did come from the Rockies. And well, you know what? We don't, we don't look at his ERA because it's tough to pitch in Colorado. So we will just ignore the, the career 4.59 ERA knowing he's going to be the closer apparently. But uh, yeah, we'll just move on from that. You know, I like they got a few little, you know, utility guys that I like. I mean, Hunter Renfro, who's just hits bombs. Brandon Drury. I was always a Jake Lamb fan. Uh, Gio Ursula is a good defender. Uh, you know, if Anthony Rendon can give a shit, and I, for, I actually forgot they saw Jared Walsh, like this, they could actually have a decent lineup. Taylor Ward was hitting very good last year. I mean, this doesn't have to be the worst team. And I don't think they're going to be the worst team, obviously. But I mean, they're, they, they might have a chance. Yeah, I don't think David Fletcher's their guy anymore. I don't know. What happened to him? I don't know. I just don't think he's the guy. Yeah. Time's move on. Well, that's a big Angels preview right there. That was a big Angels preview. 
so next up, I want to talk about some of the the top prospects that we uh, expect to see that coming up this year. So there's always these prospects that are like three years away, but these are the guys who are uh, either have already debuted or they're like AAA ready to come up. Uh, so we got Gunnar Henderson. That's the guy who I've been, everybody I've been seeing saying is going to win rookie of the year. He's the number one prospect, shortstop for the Orioles. Where's he be, from? Did he go to college or high school? I would think so. I think most mm. people from America go to high school. Let's see. <laughs> uh, from Alabama. Um, went to John T. Morgan Academy. Committed to Auburn, but did not attend. You know, Ooh. that's how that works. But yeah, he's supposed to be pretty good. We got also uh, Corbin Carroll going to the Diamondback or Diamondback things about him too. Prospect. He should be up as well. Uh, Yuri Perez, starting pitcher for the Marlins. Uh, Anthony Volpe, uh, shortstop for the Yankees. Surprise! He won the job. He is going to be the day one shortstop. Uh, people were not expecting this coming into spring training, but um, yeah, he'll be there. Uh, Jordan Walker, an outfielder for the Cardinals. Uh, Francisco Alvarez, a catcher with the Mets. And uh, Grayson Rodriguez, a pitcher for the Orioles. So uh, the Orioles ha- had the number one farm system last year, and they still have it this year, uh, even with uh, Adley Rushman uh, graduating. But yeah, they, they were bad for so long that they accumulated a lot of good minor league talent. So. Very good. Um, now I have, do you want to do MVP and Cy Young predictions? Yeah, I would like to do that. All right. I had my picks, but I already forgot them. All right. Um, uh, let I me had, here, I had the, uh, a little bit of a list here. So uh, AL MVP. Okay, come on, keep going. Where are we? So I got some some odds here. Uh, overwhelming favorite, pretty obvious. Shohei, but they're they're getting to the point though where they don't even want to really give it to Shohei. I feel like because they just he's just a cheat. Yeah, well, I mean he didn't win it last year. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that you know, and they yeah, looked at judges sixty three home runs, but all right. So who was your uh, who's your AL MVP predictor? I had oh yeah, I was going to go with Bregman plus six thousand. Ooh, Andy. You know I don't like the guy, but you know they're they're, they're going to be the best team again, most likely. And I think they'll start giving him some awards. So this he's is, not the favorite on his own team, though. But this still. is going to be kind of the an obvious one. But I'm going to do it. I'm going Mike Trout, and the reason why I'm going to go Mike Trout is because I think last year he was hurt, and he still hit 40. And I think he's going to be healthy this year. He uh, and now with Otani getting better, I think they've got a little bit more decent pieces there you know he had he just did the baseball classic which he's never done before which makes me feel like since that was competitive baseball i feel like that already got him in a rhythm he hit a home run last night you know i feel like i just have a good feeling he's gonna have a this might be the 50 home run year for mike trout and i think he's gonna have a a big season i think and i think it's gonna be the first time in a long time that uh i think the angels are gonna make the playoffs I think they're going to sneak one of those wild cards. Obviously, we can get into our, more of our predictions later, but that's backing up why I think Mike Trout for MVP. But uh, what about a uh, National League? How about you go first on NL? Okay, MVP. can we? Uh, so let's see here. You know, this one's. A t- you know what? I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with Trey Turner. He had a he had a very good World Baseball Classic. I think it's a very good Phillies lineup. Uh and he does a lot. He doesn't, you know, he might hit you 35 home, 30 home runs, but then he might steal 
30, those big 40 bases, bases you know, and he's might bat three, three twenty or something. And, you know, I, I think he's going to be a beneficial hitter for that uh, Phillies team. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Trey Turner. Okay. Well, I have Back to go in the NL East. Yeah. I have to go with a heavy favorite because I went for a long shot. Uh, I'm going with Mookie Betts. And the reason I'm going with Mookie Betts is not just because I'm a Dodgers fan, but because of Trey Turner's in Philly. Mm-hmm. Bellinger's in Chicago and uh, Justin Turner's in Boston. Uh, Dodgers lineup is still very good, but I think if they continue to have another you know, great season, I think they'll actually get some individual award attention now because it'll be like he's the guy left, even though he's been their best player since he's been there. I just think there'll be a little story like he's the guy still there. So that is my pick. I like it. All right. Now, Cy Young, I had this somewhere. <laughs> uh, hey, this is a podcast about some dudes talking sports. You know, they crack some beers. Um, well, as Andy's looking for the Cy Young, I must say I am excited for baseball season. It's baseball. There's something about baseball season that when it's when it's in the air, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. And you know, it's just it's hard to pull this up when you. Uh, there we go. There we go. We got uh, it right on a here. big ass TV. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, you don't need to apologize. All righty. Well, I guess we'll start with the National League Cy Young since we got it here. Uh, how about you do this one first, and I'll do the AL first. All right. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't love this one. I don't either. I, I don't know who. I don't know who to go with. You can't really go with the favorite Sandy because he won it last year, and there's no value in him this year. Because what was he last year when he won it? Like twenty to one or something like that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Spencer Strider's not going to do it again. Zach you don't think Gallen, he'll be good again. Uh, no, he'll be good again. He's not going to have like the 14 strikeouts per nine or whatever it was. Um, was he coming off an injury? No, I just don't think that's going to be repeated. You know, that, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, how about I go with? <sighs> Max Freed. If I said Spencer Strider's not going to have the same season, why don't I stick with uh, the same team here? All righty. Um, can we uh, go up just a tad so I can see who's uh... – wow, they're pretty high on uh... – so I don't like Sandy Alcantar, Alcantar, whatever the fuck you say his last name, just because he's on a shitty team. He won it last year. I just don't see him repeating on a bad team. Corbin Burns, huh? they're really big on him. I don't see – you know what? Oh, shit. I almost, I almost, mm. you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go Max Scherzer because Max Scherzer has this whole new pitch clock thing figured out. He's already was fucking with people in the spring training. I think he's going to use the pitch count to his, the pitch clock to his uh, advantage. And, you know, he's got the two different colored eyes. He throws fast. He's got some movement. He's animated on the mound. I, I think I like Max Scherzer to win a uh, Cy Young. All right, now we're here in the American League. You know what? I'm going to go with them because this guy was going to be a sleeper that I liked last year, but I couldn't find him on any site. Alex Manoa of the Toronto Blue Jays. That kid is a good pitcher. Alec Manoa, I'm sorry, not Alex. He's a good pitcher. I like him. I've heard some good things. People are pretty high on the Blue Jays this year. Uh, I, I, I like Manoa. I think he can... Uh, I believe he was third last year. Yeah, and he wasn't even on like a list preseason. And I was looking for him because I was like, he's good. Bounce back season, you think, huh? I'm going with Garrett Cole. 
He's gonna win one. If he did, he win uh, one with the Yankees yet? I actually don't even know. No, I don't think so. Because he had the he led the league in strikeouts last year. ERA was a little high, but I mean, it only goes down from here. I feel like we're doing a fantasy draft right now. You're like, I'm like, you're like, I'll take Garrett Cole. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's on the board? Who's on the board? Oh, uh, Cal Contrell? Oh, no. That's funny. These deep, deep, deep ones. Yeah, here. Patrick Sandoval, plus 10,000. Yeah. The way he pitched in the. There's value there, obviously. Jose Barrios? God, Mike Clevenger, once upon a time. Zach Grinky? Is he even on team? All, all NAs. Yeah. Except for one plus. All righty. So, uh, Shall we go into some? Uh, do we want to go into some predictions for some division stuff or World Series? Well, we're just doing over unders, and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll all right. We can wrap up on a division. Okay, perfect. So we're going to do our over unders of uh, uh, as you know, it's a fun thing. Andy and I always do the NBA, NFL, and uh, MLB, and so we're going to go with the MLB right here. So do you want? How do you want to do this? Do you well, I'll do let it? you take the AL East here. Okay, and you'll so go I'll, first. Okay, I'll go first in the AL East. The New York Yankees set at 95.5 wins this season. I'm going to go under on it. I think 95 is too much. Too much for uh, George Costanza's New York Yankees. All right. I'm, I'm going under as well. All right. Up next, we've got the Toronto Blue Jays at 92.5 wins. I'll go under on that one as well, which I'm starting to realize somebody's going to have to probably win this division. Yeah, um, but I'm going to go under as well because they just keep disappointing. Yeah, you know? they I, do. We want more from them. But. Yeah. Tampa Bay Rays set at 88.5 wins. This is a tough one because they always seem to do well. <laughs> I'm going to go under, though. This is going to be a division that's good that I think everybody's just going to beat everybody. I think we're doing the same here. I don't, I don't okay. know what's going on. And we'll see. So. I mean, hey, we're, we're honest about this. That's the beautiful yeah. thing. Up next in the division, the Baltimore Orioles set at 76.5 wins. I'm going to go over on this one because the Baltimore Orioles last year did have a solid season, and they got some young guns in there, and I think I think they can be a sneak 78 to 82 wins. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I agree here. I think we're, we're four for four, and we might be five for five on this one. Yeah, we'll see. I am the Boston Red Sox. I'm, I'm going to go – Actually, you know what? This one is tough. You don't have to balance them out in the division. You can make I your know. pick. I'm going to go under. I, I just don't believe in their offense enough. They got a very good uh, – they got Devers and whatnot, but I just don't – I looked at their pre, their predicted opening day lineup, and I just wasn't that impressed. Chris Sale might come back? I don't know. Chris Sale is back. He, I watched him pitch on Saturday but or Sunday, but still. What are you taking? I, I'm going to go over because it's just okay. Boston, you know. Weird things happen. They're usually a team that figures something out. All right. All right. Well, now we move on to the AL Central, and it is Andy's division. All right. Uh, my favorite division, AL Central. Uh, I heard Cleveland, that about you, yeah, actually. Cleveland Guardians, 87 and a half. So they surprised winners last year, and they don't want you to be surprised this time. So um, I have to say under, though. They're just – that was a surprise, and they weren't really – I mean, they were – they did win like 90 games, and they were good. They almost beat – the Yankees, right? But I don't have to say under. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to go over just because I've been reading some stuff. There's a lot of experts and whatnot that are that are high on Cleveland. So you know what? I'm going to also just because I don't like that division. I don't think the division is very good. Uh, so I'm going to go over with them. I just think they find a way with – they always have a good bullpen. They still have a couple good starters. They Jose Ramirez is still in that lineup. Uh 
I believe what they just added Josh Bell. So uh, we'll see. I like the over though. I think they can win like 88 games, 90, 90 games. Uh, next up, we have Chicago White Sox, 84 and a half. Um, another perpetually disappointing team like uh, Toronto, but uh, I'll still believe in them. So I'll say over 84 and a half. I'm uh, I'm going to go under on them. I, uh, they lost Jose Abreu. I just, they don't seem to be getting it together. I don't know why. Like they, it's just like they have a good roster, but they don't win. So they have to, they have to prove to me they can win 90 games like they should before I, uh, believe in them. So I'll say, I'll say they, I'll say it'll be right around 84 though. I think, I think they'll win more than 80, but not quite 85. Uh, Minnesota Twins, 82 mm. and a half. Uh, I think I'll say over as well, just because I'm, I'm rooting for it. You said as well as if you already knew my answer. I will also go over. I like, I'm a Buxton fan. I'm a Correa fan. I'm a Kepler fan. Ke- what's the name? Kepler? Kepler. But they think Kepler might be out of the uh, out of the lineup. Oh, so. Well, he'll come off for that. He'll be like a Raul Ibanez yeah. then. Come and pinch it as a lefty in the ninth and win the game. All right, Andy. Two more in this division. Detroit Tigers, 69 and a half. I don't even know what's going on with that team. I'm going to say under. I, do they have any starting pitchers that are good? Uh, they did sign somebody. I'll, but I'm going to, you know, fuck it, I'm going to go over on them. I think they can win like 72 games, 71. Uh, I don't really know quite what they have going on there either. I know they still have Javier, Javier Baez. Uh, at this point in their tenure, they have to have. Some sort of decent rookie, is it right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to go under with them. I mean, over, I'm sorry. And then last team in the AL is the Kansas City Royals, 68 and a half. And uh, I will... Ah, this one, I, I don't know. Sometimes teams are surprising that they win 73, so I'm going to go over with them. They're definitely I'll, not good. I'll go under with them. I think this could be like a 59-win team. I just... They're not good. All righty. The AL West, the Houston Astros, 96 and a half wins. That is a lot. And it is the most uh, of any team. They are the defending World Series champions. It is a good lineup. You got Jose Abreu now. I'll go over. Somebody has to win 100 games this year. I'm going to go under, even though they're still going to be great. Just, you know, I don't know. You don't want to see it. No, you don't. Uh, <clears throat> Seattle Mariners set at 88 and a half wins. I'm going to go under just because I, I don't, I just, I know Julio Rodriguez is great and everything, but I just don't see, I just don't understand the hype still. I don't know. I'm not sold on Seattle. I know they have some good young guys and maybe that's it. Maybe I just don't know them well enough yet, but I just don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'll go over just because I, I think it's fun. I think they have a good uh, rotation. But, yeah, the lineup isn't good. Um, but it's fun, the Seattle. It was a fun team for, or fun year for them last year, but uh, I think they were way overperformed. I see we got a little out of order here. What do you mean? Uh, it has the Angels set at 80 and a half and the Rangers at 82 and a half. This is based on last year's finish. Oh, well, it was going yes. in order for a while. That was I know, impressive. yeah. Well, Angels set at 80 and a half wins. I'm going to go over. I just said I think this team's going to make the playoffs this year. I just have a gut. There's this gut feeling I have that the Angels are going to be competitive this year. I don't think this is going to be one of those years where come mid-July, they've got a lineup up there where you're like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah, I'll say over as well. We, we all want them to be in the race at some yeah. point. And this is the year. 
Yeah. Texas Rangers, 82.5 wins. I'm going to go under. I know they got DeGrom, but DeGrom is pitching in Texas now. And let me tell you, Texas in the summer, those balls fly. And uh, DeGrom also gets hurt a lot. We can't even guarantee he's going to give Texas 20 starts this year. So I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over. I, 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 I think Texas is going to make the playoffs. Ooh, okay. So we got one more team in the AL, and then I think we should do playoff picks. Here. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Oakland Athletics under. I don't even know if they'll win four, 12 games this year. <laughs> Seems just bad. It is and so bad. And their over-under would set at 59.5. Yeah, 595 I think we're both going under. The guy they're starting opening day has made like nine starts in his career. <laughs> so bad. That's unreal. Um, but, yeah, what are my playoff teams? How many make it now? So it's six, right? Yeah, so yeah. two first-round buys and then yeah, uh, two, the division winner and then wild three wild cards. Three wild cards, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the math. Okay, so I'm going to say the Yankees are still going to win that division, but no wild cards out of the AL East. Ooh, that's bold. Yeah. Very bold. And then in... Who's going to be your second? Uh, are the Yankees a first-round buy team for you? Is that what you said? Yeah. Well... Because there's three division winners, but only two first-round buys. I don't want to make that distinction. Okay, okay. It'll be close. And then I've got, uh, I think the White Sox will win their division, and the Twins will get one of those wild cards. And then we've got in the American League West, Houston Astros win the division, Mariners and Rangers wild card. Okay. That's six teams, right? I counted them right. <clears throat> yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. There you All go. All right. I'm going to go the New York Yankees win the AL East. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Guardians winning the AL Central. Houston Astros win the AL West. And I'm going to say the three wildcard teams will be the Toronto Blue Jays uh, and then the Mariners and Angels. I just, I'm going to stick with my Angels here. I think they're, I just have a feeling. And everybody seems so high on Seattle that I'm just going to ride it for the playoffs, even though I said under on their wins. But I think they can win 87 games or 88 games even and still be under 88 and a half. All right, Andy, this is your division. Um, NL East. So the Braves won this at the last second last year. Uh, so they are going first here. 95 and a half wins. And uh, I am going under for this team. 95 and a half is a lot. <clears throat> they won and 103 a, or something last year. So It's just a tough division, though. But you know what? I'll go over. They just seem to keep winning. Someone's got to win some games in that division. I don't know. The New York Mets, also 95 and a half. They uh, won the offseason, at least temporarily, but they probably still won the offseason, I think. Um, and I, I think they'll get rewarded for it. They're going to go over. They're going to win. They don't win 100 again. They'll win close to it. And they'll I'm get gonna, to this time. <clears throat> I'll go over also. I do like that Mets team. I think they, they're fun to watch. You know, We'll see Scherzer and uh, Verlander reuniting again. It'll be good to see. All right, the defending NL champions, the Philadelphia Phillies, 88 and a half. I will say over. Ooh, wow. So I got three. No, I said two, three teams over. No, they're, they're, they would, what they win, like around this last year? Yeah. So they added some people. They're probably not going to get as lucky in some ways, but. I'm going to, I'm going to go under. I just think they're, I don't know. I think the, the pitching, I don't think, will be as dominant as it was last year. And I think they're uh, 
you know, it's tough being in a division where you have to play the Mets and Braves a lot. And then you, you know, you play the NL, which is good. Also some other teams. Uh, I just feel like they can be like an 85, 86 win team, probably sneak a wild card, but I just don't see them winning 90 this year. Miami Marlins, 74 and a half. I am saying over. You know what? Like, I'm going to say over also because I actually looked at their lineup the other day. I kind of I kind of like that Marlins team a little bit. They added a couple decent bats in there too, and then uh, they're they're kind of a low-key fun team. So I, I, I like so too. I think they can easily – I think they can be like a 78-win team or something. And then the last team we have here, the last place team in the National League, Washington Nationals, 16 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over just because it's a very, very low number, and I don't think they're as bad as Oakland. But I'm going to go under. They're just in too good of a division. Yeah, that could be the case. Just get beat up. <clears throat> and they oh, are right. very bad. Don't forget, they are. Oh, I know. Uh, and you mix it with being in a Steve really good division. Strasburg is dead. He I mean, this this team is the only uh, – this team has two 95-win teams predicted in an 88. I mean, that's a tough division. All right, moving on to the NL Central. We got the St. Louis Cardinals, 89 and a half wins. I'm going to go under. I could see this being a division where nobody wins 90 games. So I'm just going to go under. Uh, I mean, I don't like the Cardinals personally, but I think I like their team. Um, over. Okay. Milwaukee Brewers set at 85 and a half wins. I don't even know who's on the Brewers anymore. I know they've got good pitching, though. Yeah, we can look it up. I, don't, I just don't know who's even on the lineup anymore, but... uh. You know, I don't know they, is, they got two great. No, they still got that's, yeah, and they still got they got Yelich and whatnot. Uh, you got Br- Bryce Turing. You got Rowdy Tellez. Yeah, got, Adamas. Yeah, there you go. Jesse, Jesse Winker. Winker I like favorite. Winker. I do like Winker. All right, I'm gonna go over. That was enough for me. <laughs> Talk to you and do it. Jesse Winker was enough for me. I'm pretty Winker. sure Jesse Winker is the least popular guy in all of Seattle. It was a disastrous season. But. Yeah, it's all right. He was good when he was in the NL Central, though, yeah. Andy. So he's back. So I'm going to go under on, on them. All right. The Chicago Cubs, 77 and a half wins. I, the only thing that scares me about them is obviously their pitching, but I actually like the little lineup they put together in the offseason. So I'm going to go over. Fuck it. I'll be a believer in them. Yeah, I like the Cubs again. They're, they're spending money, so they'll be aggressive probably. And Yeah, I mean, summer. you don't spend money without the thought of winning. Swanson, you know, Bellinger went there. You know, it's you never know. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, 66 and a half wins. I'll go under. These these last two teams in this division are actually really bad. Yeah, I mean, fuck these teams. Yeah, under, since, I'm saying Cincinnati under. Red, 64 and a half going under. Just, I don't even need to explain just it. They're just, just bad. Teams. Well, they're not just bad. They're offensively bad that they're just – they had good players and they just don't give a shit. Yeah. So. All right, Andy's going to finish us off with the NL West. All right, we got the Los Angeles Dodgers, 96 and a half. Uh, you know, my heart says they're still going to be great, but like this team is not as good as last year, and ninety six and a half is a lot. So yeah, under. I'm going to go under also. It's just not the same team as last year, and ninety six is a lot. Yep. San Diego Padres ninety three and a half. So a loaded team, but despite that, I'm still going to say under because they're the Padres. I'm going to go over. I believe in San Diego. I like to see them do something. All right. Three left. All right. San Francisco Giants, 80 and a half. So uh, a wild swing from the last two years, like 107 wins down to like 80 last year. So uh, I like them to bounce back a bit. Not not all the way. I think they'll be better I, than five. I like the over as well. I mean, you are Mitch Hanniger. I mean, come on. 
Guy's going to hit 25, 30 home runs out there. He's going to lead them to victory. All right. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, 75 and a half. Um, I'm going to say over, just one of those kind of middling teams that. I'll, I'll, I'll stay under. I, <clears throat> they're just, uh, I don't believe in them. And then the last one in the NL West, Colorado Rockies, 67 and a half. Uh, I'll say over just because it's Colorado. They win some games at home. I'll say over also. I think they can be a 70 win team. Six, seven and a half seems a little degrading. All yeah, I mean they're definitely not good. We can check that lineup too. And do we want to? Did we want to give our? Uh, yeah, well, uh, who we think are going to be the the division teams there, the the winners? Yeah, I mean, you still got Chris Bryant and Charlie Blackman on the Colorado. They signed Profar, Nick Man. I mean, obviously the pitching is going to be a problem, but you never know. I mean, it's tough to pitch. Any pitcher has trouble in there. But uh, all right, let's go with the. Uh, do you want me to go first this time in the NL? Yeah, sure. All right. I will go with the division winners. I will say, you know what, Andy? I'm going to say the San Diego Padres win the NL West. I'm going to say the Milwaukee Brewers win the NL Central. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves to win the AL East, I mean the NL East. And then the three playoff, the three wildcard teams, I will say the LA Dodgers and then the Mets and Phillies. Okay, yeah. Dodgers wildcard sounds crazy, but... Uh, I will say the division winners will be the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers. A little boring, but for the wild cards, you'll have the Phillies, the Cubs, and the Padres. So that is my field right there. Well, that's pretty good, isn't it? That was pretty good. That was a yeah. nice little so baseball we'll, preview there. We'll find out uh, 1,211 days from now. Who will actually be in the playoffs? Because this is a very, very long season ahead of us. Yeah, it is. It uh, starts this Thursday, March 30th, and it won't end until October. The end of September is uh, it. So, I mean, it is it is a very long season, but, you know, it's fun. Uh, it's yeah. fun to go to some games. So, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, – that's our uh, baseball preview, and that probably uh, includes our uh, sports for uh, this uh, episode. Sure does. Uh, you've been listening to episode 317 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. See you later.